your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. Not the episode we wanted to be recording at this stage in the game, that is for sure. Uh, it's all done. At least this season is anyway. And uh, clearly not the way the Colorado Avalanche wanted it to end. Clearly not the way the fan base wanted it to end. But this is where we're at. And uh, this just shows you how difficult it is to win a Stanley Cup. You can have everything trending in the right direction and like that it's over so many questions and you know we'll get to some of them we're not going to dive into the offseason moves and who needs to go and who the Avs need to get and all the changes that need to be made we got time for that uh, until next season rolls around but we'll, we'll just kind of talk about what went wrong and how things could have been going so right and then just went so wrong. So we'll do that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche, Instagram, locked on avalanche, send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And I know you guys have a lot of them. You know, I do a lot of uh, tweeting during the games and stuff like that. And people are, are annoyed and it's completely valid, completely valid. You know, this this was the year. All the other years before this year, Avs had good teams, the teams that made the playoffs. And, you know, were they the favorites going into the postseason? No, but you just felt like in, in the past seasons, like they could be one of those teams just to upset everything and just, you know, blow the whole bracket out of proportion and uh, make a run. And it never happened. And... You know, they they had their opportunities in years past, and they got eliminated in the second round. But going into this year, it was different. You know, even just being tagged the favorites from Vegas, uh, the best odds to win it, started with that. And aside from that, though, the team that they had, the, the team that was constructed... You did. You felt like there were no holes in this team. Maybe with the the question of the goalie. This was at the beginning of the season. Everybody was like, you know, can the goaltending hold up? And within like the first month, you felt really good about that. So as the season went on, yeah, you had injuries here and there. Yeah, you had the COVID stuff. But you kept telling yourself, if the Avs can just stay healthy, they are the best team. Their defense during all all season long was phenomenal. The goaltending was great. They're scoring left and right. You have an incredible top line, arguably the best top line in the league. And you they were getting healthy as the playoffs were coming coming up. And the only ones that were unhealthy were Nathan McKinnon, who they were deliberately holding out. I think there was no need to play him. They you know, the teams that they were, play, they were going up against, who was it, the Kings, 
And then they had that one game against Vegas. He played for that game, and then they benched him for the last two against the Kings. And nothing against the Kings, but you felt pretty good that even without Nathan McKinnon, you could win those games. So, And you knew he'd be back for the postseason. And then Brandon Saad was the only other guy injured. He came back for the postseason. Everything looked good. And then you go in and you sweep the St. Louis Blues. Nobody predicts a sweep. That's, that's any, any news outlet. Almost, you know, the only ones that are really doing that are the fans, and I don't even think the fans really believe it that a, a team can, you know, really sweep another team. Even as, as, you know, like the in a normal playoff, the one versus eight in hockey, it's completely different because anything can happen in hockey. Clearly, but nobody predicts a sweep. You always assume that other team is going to get at least one win, but it didn't happen. Avalanche played fantastic hockey. The only blemish was the Nazem Kadri deal. And uh, then they go into to Vegas. And, and game one against Vegas completely demolished them. Yeah, Vegas was, was hurting. Yeah, Vegas was struggling because they had just finished a brutal series with the, the Wild. And when I had Carlo on from Locked On Golden Knights, we both said, Forget about that game. We we did our crossover show after game one, and we both said forget about that game. The game doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, game two, they stole, and that's fine. Uh, three and four, they did not look good. But, uh, you know, five and, and six, they played better. And that's the part that hurts is because they, they started to play uh, more of what you – know avalanche hockey can be at least for this season still you know the the mistakes get amplified in the postseason you know there's bad passes and there's turnovers that happen in every single hockey game the game is is you know more random than than any other sport that's played so mistakes and turnovers and bad passes happen every single game but because it's the playoffs uh it gets amplified even more and in, in game five, three bad passes lead to, or excuse me, th- yeah, well, three bad passes that lead to three turnovers that lead to three Vegas goals. That's that game. And then last night, uh, it, you couldn't ask for a better start to this game with Devontae's scoring seconds into the game. And then seconds later, Vegas tied it up on a very... I don't know what from Philip Grubauer. I, I'm going to be interested to hear what he has to say about that play. That was an easy save. Uh, you know, I could have made that save, but he just lost sight of the puck. He had no idea where it was, and, and there was nobody in front of him. Uh, I don't remember who. I don't even have the stats up in front of me because I don't really care right now, but whoever scored that first goal... I mean, there was just, there was nobody in front of him. It was an easy lane, an easy save. And he just did not have eyes on the puck. He was looking off to the side. And when that goal went in, you were like, oh man, what's, <laughs> is, is this what it's going to be? And it was a back and forth game. I mean, from, from a hockey and NHL playoff game standpoint, it was an entertaining game. When your team's involved in it, it's a nerve-wracking game because it's completely back and forth, and the Avs would go down, and then they would come back and tie it. And you felt good. Like, that's what you wanted. You just wanted them to be around 
at the end and then maybe sneak one in with a couple minutes left and, and escape from Vegas with a win, go back home to Denver for Game 7, get Nazem Kadri back. And none of that's going to happen because the Avs are, again, second round defeated in the playoffs. What's this mean for for what this team, how people view this team? Because now they have a label, and that's not what you want. Go ask Connor McDavid. But, you know, Connor McDavid has the label. The Edmonton Oilers don't have the label. Uh, you know, if you want to pick out the Avalanche superstar and say, well, you know, Nathan McKinnon has a label as well, that's all well and good. But now, you know, the Avalanche as a franchise and this team have a label attached to them. And now that's going to be even tougher to get that monkey off their back. So we will discuss that right after we hear from Wealthfront. Uh, Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. And in that portfolio, they can create a globally diversified, low-cost index fund personalized for you in just minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started and grow your wealth the easy way with Wealthfront and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Uh, to get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to Wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H. FRONT.com slash lockdown NHL. Start growing your savings and get started today. Okay, so yeah, the Avalanche, um, three straight years, three straight second round exits, and now that's what you are known as. You are known as the team who has all the talent in the world. Uh, you have your, you know, your superstars, multiple superstars with, uh, you know, Rantanen, McKinnon. Makar, uh, Gabe Landeskog, I don't think is a superstar level, but he is a you know very well-known, very respected, very hard-nosed player. You have a team that should be doing more than what they've accomplished, especially this team. And they're close. It's not like they are getting uh, destroyed. You know, you have a game seven overtime in which you lose, and then this you're up two to nothing. And while you didn't play the best in a couple of those games, the last two you played much better and much more of your style, and and that's the thing that hurts. And that's I said that uh, you know earlier in this series is that if you're losing games like the way the Avalanche lost the first two of of this series, if they lost all four of those games like that, I'd be like whatever. Like <laughs> you know, Vegas is a better team. Uh, they, they got the abs number and you start the off season, but you know, the abs were better than that. And then, you know, the overtime loss at home stung bad. Uh, I'm not going to say that this one stings as bad as that because in the end, you know, the abs got blown out. Um, so you kind of can prepare for it before the game is over. You have maybe like six or seven minutes of game time to prepare for the end of the season rather than an overtime loss when it just happens like that. Those are the ones that sting, which is why game five was, I think, a worse loss than game six. 
uh, you know, they're not playing anymore. So clearly that's not, you know, that's not a good loss by any stretch of the imagination. But they, they, they played two better games. And they finally got, they finally outshot, I think they did, uh, by the, let me, maybe I should bring the stats up, but they were out shooting them the majority of this game, which they have not done, uh, I don't think since game one. So, let me bring up the stats here. So they, they were, they got back to putting pucks on net and Flurry was giving up rebounds left and right. Yeah, 33 to 23, they outshot them. And, and they were playing aggressive again. Another forty-two hits in this game. Like, but where does where does Vegas excel in getting in the passing lanes and blocking shots? And they had thirty-four blocks in this game. Like, it, that that's just par for the course for them. You have to find a way to get pucks around them. But the Avalanche were doing that, and man, like, and they had some some good rebound chances. And even in the the third period, Nachuskin had a Golden opportunity to tie this thing up. Golden. And Flurry did make a nice move from his left to his right and stuck his pad out twice. And I think that was with like 10 minutes or something left. And that, that could have tied it. I mean, they they were doing all of the right things for, for the majority of this game. But they still did those... Uh, glaring mistakes. Passes were not crisp. Turnovers were abundant, especially in uh, their own zone, their own defensive zone. And it, it, those things just cannot happen. They cannot happen to a team like like Vegas because they will take advantage of them. So, um, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack here, and I think you know we'll, we'll get, like I said, we'll get to a lot of it, but. Um, right now I'm just, you're just sad it's over. You're just sad you're not going to be able to watch Avalanche hockey for several months. Um, and you wanted it to go to a game seven because those are exciting. They're nerve wracking as hell, but they're exciting. And I, I, people already online are talking about moves that need to be made and free agents that need to be signed. You know, we'll, we'll do all that stuff. Uh, but right now it's, lick your wounds time and uh that's what we're gonna do but does this give me questions about nathan mckinnon's ability to win a championship or miko rantanen's ability it it, no it doesn't you know because winning a championship is not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be you know the the most difficult thing in sports to do so just like you know if you listen to the locked on nhl show that i do with with adam uh, you know, we were we were talking about like you're not concerned that Connor McDavid's not going to win one. You have all the concern, you know, about you know, can they build a team around him? Will he do it in Edmonton? Like those are the questions you ask. You you fully believe that he's going to win one, and I fully believe Nathan McKinnon is too good to not win a championship. You completely feel like he can do it with the Abs and he can do it with this team. Just it. Did it not seem that just everything went Vegas's way after those, even, well, even after the first game? I was going to say after the first two wins, but after the first game. Because Vegas played a great game the second time, too, or the second game. But, you know, Avs just snuck one. It just seemed to be Vegas's series. And, you know, they, it, it, that that's not a fluke. You know, you don't win four games in a row 
and play well in five of those four games uh, and have a lot of things go your way just on a whim. You know, you have to create that stuff. So, you know, Vegas is, is deserves credit for that. And I will say, I didn't feel like, uh, aside from game one, where all that stuff went down when, you know, 7-1 win, clearly Vegas was going to th- be, be a little bit goonish in that game towards the end. You had the, the crap with uh, Ryan Reeves. And the, I think it was the Petrangelo elbow to Gerard. Uh, outside of that, I thought this was a, a pretty fair series. I thought the hits were fair uh, outside of that first game, like I'm saying. I, I, nothing extremely, extremely egregious uh, where you're thinking, oh, you know, Department of Player Safety is going to look at that one. I, I got to be honest, like I thought it was a well-played, hard-fought series. You can complain about the refs if you want, and they let them play in that last game. They really let them play. I think the only penalty that was the two penalties, one was a delay game on Vegas, which you have to call, and then a blatant trip from Ryan Graves, which it was in open ice, clear as day, you have to call that. Was there things that they could have called? Absolutely, but for you know, ninety nine percent of this game, they let him play. So you can either say that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, as long as there was nothing completely egregious, I'm okay with it. And I didn't think last night there was. I thought, you know, the the Graves trip was clearly a trip, uh, and and maybe like a hold here and there. But you know, I'm fine with letting stuff like that go it's the nasty hits and the high hits to the heads and stuff like that that you want to be called i didn't see a lot of that so um i thought it was a a fair game in that regard but um you're you're gonna start picking guys out of the roster and saying like does he fit does he fit you know does was is nathan mckinnon is this gonna be his legacy and your legacy's not done until you you hang him up. But right now, like I said, yeah, it's fair to question if the Avalanche can get beyond this. It's fair. I completely feel like they can, but you know, doing it three years in a row, now that target is on your back. And you gotta you you have to be the one to to change that narrative. So it's going to be, that's what everybody's going to be looking at next year. The Avalanche are going to have a good season next year. You, you, you would have to imagine that, you know, they're going to have a strong roster. They're going to lose some guys. They're going to gain some guys. How many of these, these young players are going to come up next season and stay for the duration of the season? You know, it's going to have a different look. Teams have different looks every single year. But, uh, and I do, you know, I think the Avalanche will have a very good season next year. Will it be President's Trophy good? I don't know. We don't know yet because we've got to see the roster, and then we can make that decision. But even knowing, not knowing what next year's roster is going to look like, they have enough guys where you you know who's coming back, you know who's there, that they should have a good season. And none of that's going to matter until the postseason starts. Everybody's going to expect the Avalanche to have a good year next year. And when they when the postseason begins, everybody's going to be looking at them saying, "Okay, great, you got past round one. 
Now here's your nemesis, round two. And that's fair. That is totally fair. All right, let's hear from, who we got? Built Bar? Yeah, Built Bar. You know it, you love it. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. That's right, ever. So they have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. And everybody has their own favorite. Mine usually are the peanut butter flavors, and they do have a peanut butter and a peanut butter brownie, as well as a mint brownie. So there's something for everybody. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are also healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and a couple other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so basically just to wrap this up, uh, even though clearly this did not go the way that the Avalanche wanted it to go, this was still a fun season. This was still a fun season uh, to, to watch this team do what they did when they got healthy and they went on that, was it 16-game point streak? Uh, all of the you know, adversity that they went through with the two COVID pauses, uh, the way they started the season, they would lose and win and lose and win. And it took them a little while to to really take off. And once they did, it was the season that we expected them to have for the regular season. Uh, clearly not how it ended in the postseason, but as far as a, a, a total view of the season, it's a tough, tough year because of the way that the the schedule was. Never mind the divisions when you're playing, you know, you only have eight teams in the division. Just that that schedule. When you go back and look at that, it's it's just wow. From March pretty much till the end of the year in early May, you were playing every other day. And they even had a break where they had 3 days off and that got blown up because they slotted in one of the games that they missed. And they continued their every other day schedule. So, and I'm not, I'm not bringing this up as an excuse. I'm just saying it, it was a different year. It was an odd year. The Lake Tahoe game threw that oddness into the mix where the ice was so bad they had to take a eight-hour break and com- complete the game at midnight. Just, you know, I think we're going to look back on this season and kind of smile and say like that that was crazy. It was fun. It was crazy. Uh they they played fantastic at times. There were other times where not so much. Uh and then your new additions, like your Devon Taves and your Brandon Saad, they well well done there um by Joe Saka, clearly. Because I think, you know, I think Taves is gonna be a protected guy. Uh, I don't know if Saad will be, but I, you know, I think Brandon Saad really likes it in Colorado. So if he doesn't get saved and doesn't get picked up by the Kraken, I think he wants to come back here. I think he, a lot of these guys are going to have the unfinished business mantra. 
Um, but some of them, some of them won't be around, and and that's just that's just the reality of sports as a business. Um, but I, I do. I think when you look back at this season, yeah, it's gonna suck that they they couldn't finish it off and end it with a Stanley Cup, but. Um, it was still a fun season. Having hockey every other day, avalanche hockey every other day, uh, I kind of want the schedule to go to that every year. Clearly, it can't, and I get that, but um, it was fun. It was fun, and everybody that you know interacts with me online, it was a joy. We're not going anywhere. You know, we still have a lot to talk to. We have the expansion or a lot to talk about. We have the expansion draft. We have uh, the prospect draft and free agency. So, you know, the show clearly does not go anywhere just because it's off season. It is NHL season all year long and it is Colorado Avalanche season all year long. So definitely still tune in. I appreciate everybody who tuned in during the season. It was a, a blast of a season. And with the exception of not ending it the way we wanted to. But like I said on Twitter, it will just make when the Avalanche do finally win it. And I fully believe they will win it. All of these hardships that we've gone through and second round exits, it will just make when they do win it that much sweeter. So for tonight, let's... uh, we can wallow in misery for a day. I think we, are, we can be granted that. But after that's over, let's get back up and work towards next year because the offseason starts now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today, every day during the season. Uh, definitely keep tuning in because there's a lot to get to. Uh, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. So that'll be it for today. And we'll see everybody on Monday. Have a good one. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!